And thousands from across the globe will descend on Detroit for movement. But could the huge cultural and economic impact of this event be tapped into during the rest of the year? Tonight at the Urban Consulate in Detroit, Chase Cantrell, Executive Director of Building Community Value, and Cornelius Harris, Manager of Legendary Detroit Electronic Label Underground Resistance, will talk about how the region could be doing much more to promote Detroit's musical legacy. We are a space that... You know, we invite people in from all different walks of, of life. So we've had journalists, politicians, developers, architects, artists come in. But for music, we, we haven't done a great deal of, of, of focus on music. So we thought that during movement, it would just make sense to have someone who, you know, has a history in that scene come in and talk about some of the, some of the issues that are important. Uh, Cornelius, of course, you have like such a long history in the Detroit music scene, such a long history at Detroit Techno. As a musician, as a label owner, how is Detroit doing on the, on the music front? I would say that Detroit is uh, not doing too well. Um, actually, uh, Detroit's got a lot of uh, what we call creative capital, and Detroit hasn't been using it. Um, the music that uh, kind of is a highlight of this particular weekend is actually all across the planet. It's a billion-dollar industry, but very little of that actually makes its way back to Detroit or to the people who originated the music. So. Part of it is looking at the city and, and, and how does it leverage its creative capital in relation to the music. Uh, kind of like what you see in, uh, we don't have what you see in maybe a, a city like Nashville or New Orleans, where it's recognized that the music is a part of that city's economy. Um, and that could very well be the case here in Detroit. Why do you think it isn't? Uh, I think because there's uh, a particular orientation towards the auto industry. Uh, and I think that because of that, uh, there's, some, there's not much focus on anything else, unfortunately, to the detriment of the city. Uh, I think that there's a lot that can be done on both fronts. Uh, but again, I just don't think the city has really embraced that as much as it should. Um, there are ordinances against music being played outside. Uh, if you've got a restaurant and you play your music, you can get a ticket for that. You can get shut down, actually, for that. Uh, so uh, all the different opportunities and situations where somebody might actually have the music out for public consumption, there aren't that many opportunities for that here. You know, we, we have the Motown Museum. We talk about Motown a lot. We talk a lot less about Detroit techno. It's another genre that changed the world. Wh why do you think that is? Why is there this kind of inexplicable um, blindness to the importance of this music? Well, but I, I don't know that there's a lot done around Motown either. Um, you know, uh, and some of it has to do with infrastructure. Uh, you know, if I've got an, an eight-over layover at Metro, um, there's nothing to tell me, hey, uh, jump on the, uh, the train, the non-existent train into the city and visit the Motown Museum and, and you know, soak up some of Detroit culture. Uh, that doesn't happen. Uh, and so I don't know that really it's happened even with Motown. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, there is a bit of, of lip service in regards to that in terms of people recognizing that, okay, yeah, this is something that's, that's a big deal. Um, but beyond that, I think that there's been difficulty in, in looking at how does that actually play a role in what happens within the city and, and how the city functions and what the city can do around that. What do you think that people could do uh, to, to organize better or to push the this, this city or the structure to change about that? Well, I think that one of the things is that uh, Detroit doesn't have a cultural affairs department. And in a lot of cities, that is the, the government body that actually takes on a lot of that. Uh, I think that if Detroit had something like that, it would go a long way towards uh, opening up conversation 
around some of the economic benefits of, of having this. And again, uh, we see it you know, during this time, uh, all the different people coming in from other countries and other cities and countries. And, and uh, this is something that isn't exclusive to just this weekend. Uh, it's not something that needs to be relegated to one weekend. Uh, and I think it's a shame that that's kind of the attitude that's been taken in terms of the, the broad view. I would, I would also mention that I don't, I don't want people to think that Detroit never had a cultural affairs department. Um, we once did. And it was very important for the cultural diversity of the city to, to uplift a lot of the narratives in the city. But we lost that. So, you know, now we're trying to get back to where we once were. When was that? Um, under Coleman and Young. Part of the thing is that uh, in doing a lot of the travel through electronic music and that and, and being in different cities around the world, uh, you see how different things function in different places and how how the music and the culture plays a role in what happens in those cities. Uh, I think that uh, there are a lot of really, there are a lot of other people who've, you know, moved around and also some, a lot of people have some really great ideas uh, within the city. And truthfully, I'm, I'm hoping to get a little bit of inspiration too um, and, and hear what other people have to say about it because yeah, it's not a one-way conversation. Yeah. Speaking of, of inspiration, um you know, Detroit has been a source of that for so many different artists, writers, musicians. How do you feel about the, the state of Detroit today? Do you feel like it, it can be as inspiring to new music or new arts as, as it has been in the past? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I feel like Detroit's always been inspiring. Uh, I, I can tell you that uh, originally I'm from Ann Arbor, and when uh, I graduated from, from college, I was looking for different places to go to. I was looking at New York and Chicago and Seattle, and Really, uh, this is in the, the early 90s, uh, I saw so much happening out of Detroit, uh, so much exciting and, and inspirational uh, creative work that was happening, uh, and not just in techno, but in hip-hop and R&B and, and production uh, and art, that uh, I felt a strong need to, to come to Detroit and to be a part of that. So Detroit, for me, has been uh, inspiring for a long time with regards to that. Uh, I think that it's still there. I'm, I'm constantly uh, amazed at some of the creative work that comes out of this place. So I feel like, uh, I feel like that's something that needs to be talked about. Uh, I think that people in other cities see that and appreciate that. Um, Detroit is, uh, as far as the musicianship that comes out of this city, I remember I was in, uh, in Montreux, Switzerland for the Montreux Jazz Festival and I was talking to a reporter, and she asked where we were from. Uh, I was with the group Galaxy to Galaxy. And I said, Detroit. And the reporter said, well, what is it with you people? And I said, what do you mean? And she said, every single group here has somebody from Detroit. There's a Detroit musician in every single group here. She's like, what is it with you people? You guys are so, are everywhere. And that's the thing that a lot of people here don't even know. Um, Detroit is a powerhouse creatively and musically. Uh, and that's known around the world, and again, not just in techno. Um, but I think we need to be able to appreciate and benefit from some of the inspiration that other cities have gotten from us. That was Cornelius Harris, cultural activist and label manager of Underground Resistance, and Chase Cantrell, executive director at Building Community Value. Their talk is free and open to the public. It begins tonight at 6 p.m. at the Urban Consulate in Detroit.